Whittier, what is going on? Welcome back to the My Whittier Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Reese, longtime Whittier resident and self-proclaimed foodie. I am definitely not an expert. I just know what I like. I thought it would be fun to give you a comprehensive look at the city of Whittier, California from a local's perspective. And that is exactly what I've been doing since 2012. Welcome back to the show. And thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. I really, really appreciate it. All right, you could find my Whittier on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You could also head over to YouTube and check out our YouTube channel, My Whittier TV. We are having so much fun over there. We got some more videos coming your way. So make sure and head over there and subscribe to our channel. I would really appreciate it. It really helps me continue doing what I love to do, and that is to spread Whittier love. So uh, go check that out. You could also head over to mywittier.com for all things my Whittier, and that's kind of like headquarters. It gives you direct links to everything that we do. Now, I told you that uh, I was going to deliver. I told you I owed you some podcast episodes, and that is exactly what I'm doing. Um, we got some really good shows lined up. We got a great show for you today. We're going to sit down with the owners of Emily Restaurant, Whittier's first Indian food restaurant. And I sat down with them, and it was a really fun interview. So hang on for that. We're going to get into that. And uh, before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know that this podcast episode is sponsored by Scott Storage. Scott Storage is located at 10046 Scott Avenue, Whittier, California, 90603. If you're looking for a safe, affordable place to store your goods, you could head over to scottstorage.net for all the details. Scott Storage, proud sponsor of the My Whittier Podcast. We are also fortunate enough to have another sponsor, Community Magazine. Community Magazine is a great coupon book. It's a great way to save money on food and just about anything that you're looking for. You're going to want to pick one of these uh, publications up. They service La Mirada, La Habra, and Whittier. Community Magazine is a proud sponsor of the My Whittier Podcast. Wow, we have some beautiful weather going on here. We had some gloomy, gloomy days, and now the sun is shining. There's a slight breeze. The uh, sky is blue, and uh, it is good here in Whittier right now, guys. Really good. We have a three-day weekend upon us, so I'm really looking forward to that. I am going to see my first movie in over a year, so I am looking forward to heading over to Whittier Starlight Cinemas and checking out Cruella this weekend. I bought my tickets a few days ago, and uh, the theaters are not at full capacity, so there's not going to be a whole lot of people in the theaters. But uh, I am going to buy the biggest bucket of popcorn that they have, and I'm going to sit down and watch the first movie um, in over a year. So that's going to be fantastic. Hopefully you guys have some plans lined up, maybe some barbecue Maybe hang out with some family and friends and just kind of do a little staycation. Or maybe you're headed to Vegas or the river. Whatever it is that you're doing, enjoy yourself. Be careful. Have a great time. Just have a great time. Things are looking up and um, the vibes are good. The vibes are really good right now. So that's good stuff. Now, um, I am going to continue to deliver content for you guys. I got this podcast going on. We're having a great time, as I mentioned on our YouTube channel. So make sure and check that out. Subscribe to my channel. And then we're 
going on all of the different social media platforms. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I do it all myself. I don't know if you guys know that, but it's all me. When I respond to you or uh, when you send me a message and I respond back, I, I try to respond to everybody. But it's all me. It's a labor of love. And sometimes I don't even know how I do it. But I'm doing it. And I'm actually going to do more of it. I'm going to continue to podcast. I got some great interviews lined up, you know, starting with today's interview, which you're really going to enjoy. But I decided to just plow forward and create more content because Whittier has so much to offer. And, um, you know, I know me personally, I get caught up in like trying to be perfect and trying to, you know, put the right post out there. And, you know, you, you kind of get caught up in your head with some of this stuff at times. And I don't know if you guys feel like that. If you're using social media, you're just kind of like second guessing yourself and you're wondering what to post and this and that. And I just decided recently that I'm going to throw all of that out the window and just and just post and create and um, let you guys decide what you like and what you don't like. And that's OK, you know, because I was chasing perfection for so long. And it's just not possible. And um, I'm really happy with the My Whittier brand at this point. I'm really happy with what we're representing. And we kind of found our groove. You know, we are a local niche brand. And I really enjoy highlighting the people of Whittier, the small business of Whittier, Whittier's uh, past, Whittier's present, and Whittier's future. And... You know, this is a really comfortable space for me. And, um, you know, not every post is a home run. I don't even know what that means. You know, it's like I don't really get caught up in the likes anymore. How many likes this, that, this or that gets. I just kind of I'm posting what I think that you guys will enjoy. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And we just move on from there. And I'm not going to, you know, analyze it or break it down i'm just going to post and create content that i think you'll enjoy and we just keep moving forward you know and um, shining a light on the true stars of whittier and that is you you know you guys are what makes this town go and the residents of whittier the small business owners of whittier and um, you guys are, are really interesting and you bring so much to the city and that's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to continue to highlight you guys. We're going to continue to highlight the food of the city and just have a lot of fun and spread positive vibes. Like I always say, you know, be kind to one another. And that's kind of the mantra moving forward. We're just going to have a good time and be kind to one another and just make Whittier a really, really comfortable space for everybody. So that's where we're at right now. And uh, with that being said, I sat down with some really, really great people today, and um, they are the owners of the newest restaurant here in Whittier, California, Imli, I-M-L-I, Imli Restaurant. It's the first Indian food restaurant here in Whittier, California, and currently they are popping up in the Poet Gardens, the Whittier Brewery, and they're serving up food, but they are going to have a restaurant here in the next few months. So I sat down with these folks and had an interview because I know that you would be interested in this. So here it is. Here's my interview with the folks at Emily Restaurant. Enjoy it. Okay, guys, I am here with the owners of Emily Restaurant. This is the first 
Indian cuisine restaurant in Whittier, California, and I'm here with the owners Ashwini, along with uh, Chef Nikhil and Nish, and uh, they are the owners. And I'm so happy to have you guys here on the My Whittier podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank here. you for having us. I, read, I actually read the article um, in LA Eat. Was it LA Eatery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, LA Eater. LAEater.com, and that was really cool. I saw that, and so I was really excited to see. You guys representing the restaurant and Whittier. So um, we know that you guys are uh, a little crazy for opening up a restaurant, right? Because it's, you know, it's going to be 24-7, mm-hmm. nonstop, hard work. But uh, we appreciate it. And uh, you're joining, Ashwini is joining a club of women owners here in Whittier. So that's really exciting. You've got uh, Laura Hardalone with uh, Veggie Cat and uh, Kimberly. Harlan over at Modern Shaman. So how does that feel? How does that feel to be, you know, women owner, woman owner here in Whittier, starting your own biz? Uh, it feels great actually to start my own biz. Um, I didn't really pay that much of attention to, you know, being a woman owner yeah. until now. It's like really got into the spotlight mm-hmm. that uh, you are a woman owner. It, it's I've always worked on my life, so it's never felt like, oh, I'm a woman and working, yeah. or it's a man and working. Exactly. But now that you're pointing out, um, it's great that I'm joining uh, my other co, um, you know, co, um, you call it? Owners. Co-owners. Co-owners, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's and, uh, Yeah, it's a point just because um, it's such an inspiration for, for other yes. women that would aspire to do this, you know, yes. and it, it's a really good thing, so... It's really exciting, and um, I can't wait to uh, to see it flourish. Now, before we get into the restaurant and we talk to Chef about all the great dishes that you have, how did you guys come here? When was the concept born? Like, how did, how did that happen? Well, the concept was born a long time ago. Uh, we initially, um, I, I've always been a foodie all my life. Being brought up in Bombay, India, being exposed to all different kinds of cultures and each culture coming with its own cuisine, I've always loved food. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, my husband is another foodie. So we will travel for food. Like we will travel two and a half hours down if we know we're getting good food somewhere. Nice. And uh, once I came here, I was working, actually I'm a lawyer mm-hmm. from India, okay. an attorney. I was into construction for 10 years, <laughs> completely two different uh, professions yeah. of work, um, yes, work experience. I came here, I did work at a law firm for a little bit, and then I had my little one and I wanted something more flexible. And I, I visited a lot of Indian restaurants here and agreed all of them have good food, but it just kind of made me miss the, the food I used to get back home. So... I thought of taking the plunge and um, started and just, started, just yeah. started the journey and we had a place initially in downtown. That's where we signed our first lease. It okay. was a small QSR. Because what year was this? This was 2015. 2015. Okay. 2015. We signed a short, yeah, uh, small. We signed a lease with a small QSR in in downtown. And the reason it was downtown is because I used to work in downtown. Okay. So I was very familiar. There was a lot of office crowd. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be like you know people quickly coming in, picking up food, going. Yeah. So we signed a lease there, and uh, of course I've known Nikhil since um, we are childhood friends. Okay. So I've known him for a very long time. He's from India. 
and obviously I needed, you know, I, I'm not, um, I'm a good foodie. I mean, I'm in a decent cook at home mm-hmm. and I love good food. But if you tell me to go stand in the kitchen and cook for 100 people, I don't know if they would come and eat. So so I needed that creativity. I needed, you know, flavors. You're you're a good eater. I'm a good eater. (laughs) I'm a good eater. (laughs) In all all aspects, I'm a good eater. With good taste. With good taste. Yeah. So, so, um, Nikhil, tell me about your journey. How did you guys connect? Your childhood friends? And then are you living in India at this time? Are you over here? Um, in 2015? So, yes, I have been in and out. So, we, the, I've known Ashwini since I've been a, uh, like a kid. Um, we both grew up in Bombay, which is a very cosmopolitan city. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, uh, you know, I mean, we cross paths each other, you know, with each other over time. But uh, as in how they discussed this project with me, mm-hmm. um, which was way back then in 2015, I did, I was actually transitioning from... Um, from my work over there. So I used to work for a fair trade organization, uh, which was certifying small and marginal farmers for uh, fair trade. And I had done a lot of groundwork with, uh, with farmers back home, uh, especially the regional, more rural areas and you know stuff like that. Um, and my project was just about coming to an end at the time when these guys were coming up with this project. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had just reached out to me because, you know, she'd been following me and we'd been in touch and then she realized the kind of work I'm doing out back there. And she said, like, okay, I just want to pick your brain over something and we really want to open a restaurant. Um, and, and that's how all this came about. And I was, since I was transitioning, I decided like, hey, you know, why don't I just come down here and see what is it that, you know, let, let's explore, let's talk about it, let's see what's the whole uh, thing about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been back and forth from then, but I have been now permanently here since 2019. Okay. Um, unfortunately, the pandemic came in the middle. Yeah. So we kind of like, you know, had a setback there. But having said that, we've been on this project uh, since then uh, wholly, but we've been talking about it and working on it and developing the whole concept, which has been a long, long journey since yeah, then. Yeah, it seems like that. So, so you know, I, I love that small business angle of, you know, my podcast is kind of built around that. I'm a, I'm a local foodie and I really love listening to these stories of small business. So in 2015, you got the concept and then you're, you're rolling along and it's going to be in Los Angeles, and then it, it somewhere it turned where where it wasn't going to be there anymore. So what happened there? Uh, well, it was a new development where our spot was going to be, and the development just never took off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the reason was, but it just never it just stayed stagnant for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had an office in uh, the Nixon Building, and here in Whittier. Here in Whittier. Okay. And the building manager happened to say, hey, and we had heard about, uh, you know, obviously Ricardo opening Poet Garden. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had gone for the lease yeah. signing. <laughs> there was this event when I think the mayor and oh, governor. the brewery and all that. Yes. Yeah, okay. So we were present for the lease signing. We'd just gone there because I personally love Bizarra Capital. That's one of my favorite restaurants here. So I was very excited about Ricardo opening something like this and the building where the office is. So we went for the lease signing. And then the building manager, um, Audrey, happened to tell us that, hey, there's a vacant place right next to his place if you are interested in opening your space there because, you know, through conversation, she realized that the downtown place was not moving. Mm-hmm. 
this was a much bigger place than what, because there it was like probably 600 or 700 square feet and this is a larger space. So it definitely was more than what we had planned. But all throughout when we were discussing the concept, we did start realizing that what we wanted to do, it was not going to be possible in that small space. Mm-hmm. We were going to have space constraints. Every time I was trying to throw something on the menu, I'm like, Nickel, let's put this, Nickel, let's put this. He's like, Ash, look at the space, look at the size, look right. at the size of the kitchen. What are you going to do? You can't do this, you can do this. So then when we realized that we're getting this opportunity, you know, to get this space right next to Poet Gardens, Whittier mm-hmm. Brewing Company, we uh, just jumped on it. We jumped on it. So initially I read in the article, so your your initial concept was takeout, was going to be like a quick yes. kind of thing. It was like, you know, you had uh, an open counter space and we, uh, being from Bombay, actually street food is extremely like popular out there mm. and of course it's like the same around the world you know yeah. when you think about street food and everybody really loves it and that's the best way to touch upon the culture and the closest way to get people to know what the country or the space or the place is all about mm-hmm. um so that that space did like the downtown space did have that as its core uh but we had so much more to offer at that time and we knew that there was this dearth of um, I, I necessarily wouldn't call it authentic cooking because Indian food is like insanely uh, widespread. Uh, but I, I would go to say like the old school, traditional, authentic way, or rather the um, how do I say? It? Let me put it this ancestral. way. Uh, so yeah, like ancestral way of you know cooking, an ancient way of cooking mm-hmm. Indian food, which is really really simple. Uh, but at the same time, it brings out the complexity in the spices. There's no need of using um, you know, packaged spices or packaged uh, or tin right. stuff, which is what a lot of people are doing. But to to have all that, we needed a much more wider space. Yeah. Now, interestingly, when we were dev- we had developed that street food, you know, takeaway sort of concept, mm-hmm. our future plans were to do something uh, bigger. much bigger, yeah. uh, which was a more you know complex sort of a, a space. Mm-hmm. And somehow it just transitioned to uh, the bigger space without having to do that having said that we've not taken the original essence out of that uh, what we initially wanted to do because that was the seed of everything what indie is all about so uh, we kind of just brought it here but it's kind of evolved into you know a much more uh, elaborate and i would say a lot more experiential way of consuming indian food that's exciting now the the thing is too that found, that I find really interesting is because I mean obviously you started the journey in 2015, and then it didn't work out in LA for whatever reason. You ended up in Whittier, and then the pandemic hits, and it's you know, so you have all these obstacles, and and that's always um, intriguing to me because patience and having uh, being able to transition. How does that happen? I mean, you have to be able to just let it roll off your back in a sense where it's like, okay, that's that's not going to happen. We need to move on and you keep persevering. And so, you know, that's a, this is a four or five year journey here. How does that happen? How do you, how do you keep your head? I mean, is it because of the passion of the project or? I, I think we align in that sense from all of us. Um, but for me personally, I feel it's to do with... Um, the belief in the food which is being brought out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be safe to say that this kind of cooking is not different back in India. 
but across the world it has been disintegrated and this you know the the information about how a certain dish is supposed to be made has been adapted and adapted and readapted and and you know it's just materialized into something which everybody is comfortable mm-hmm. uh, you know eating um uh with 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 imli's food it's going to be more about bringing back old school cooking and roots which again and again you know with i i try to bring that into foray and try and search for it across the world because i have traveled personally um you know all over the world in in, in i don't know if you know this but i've also am and have been a food journalist mm. since the last uh, 15 years now okay so what part of my job was also to travel across the globe and discover food um and i would make it a point to to see what indian food is represented right and then having my knowledge about you know the rural kind of cooking which is actually the role you know the 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 foundation of our cuisine um and bringing it all together we i just realized that this is what india needs to be represented as far as its cuisine is concerned mm-hmm. so this is probably the only way which i think can be brought out and uh, Uh, I I feel like all of us, you know, kind of those sentiments with that Indian food because again, Ash uh, said that we, you know, when growing up, she ate it in a particular way, and we cannot find that mm-hmm. uh, very often when you eat out Indian food uh, anywhere, be it America or Britain or wherever. One of so. the things I found interesting was uh, you said that your competition, in a sense, is going to be like burgers, <laughs> pizza. <and it's laughs> It's like it's comfort true. food, right? Yeah, I mean, Indian food's comfort food. So you have dishes that are classified as that. We just don't know that here, right? Yeah. Yes, but interestingly, um through these last 3 months of uh being present there and um I think that's been it's it's I would call it a blessing in disguise that we were able to get this platform because we have been as owners been able to interact with our customers directly mm-hmm. one on one which if you are in a restaurant space of you know a 2400 square feet restaurant space where you're like overlooking this he's in the kitchen someone's doing something you're not able to have that individual interaction with every um customer of yours yes you will train your servers yes you will train everybody to explain you know food to them but no one's going to be, ex- be able to explain our food to them the way we can So just having this interaction with our customers we have actually had people coming back for our bhel and sev puri which is our street food which has been comfort food for us. Mm, okay. So you know in that sense but it's all I mean there are people who who've never tried indian food. I have it. I don't think I have to be honest with you. Yeah, me. there are people who come up to us and say they don't even know how to pronounce it which is mm-hmm. completely fair enough. Right? I had to right. go to an authentic mexican restaurant. Exactly. I mean same concept. The same concept. Mm-hmm. My first job at an immigration law firm and my first client and instead of saying Jesus I said Jesus. Yeah, and I, right? <laughs> I had my mexican yeah, it, boss. It's a learning curve. <laughs> my mexican boss staring at me saying oh, oh that's not what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's what it's going to be like looking at the menu for the first time for yes. a lot of people, you know, for me. So But yeah. we stand there, we explain our food to them, we we take them through, you know, what the flavors are going to be and they have been open enough to try it. Yeah. So the idea is that of course burgers and pizzas and french fries are always going to be comfort food. After Monday through Saturday on Sundays the first thing we do is we order pizza. Right. So that's comfort food for us too. Mm-hmm. But we just want them to realize that there is comfort in 
other cuisines as well. Absolutely, yeah. But they can only do that if they've tried it, if they've been explained and they have an open mind, which I think this platform has been excellent that we have people coming back and try yeah. our food as comfort That's food. Good. I think it's good for you guys because, um, you know, when you say you have the one-on-one interaction, it's, it builds a foundation. Yes. You know, it kind of yes. makes your restaurant unique in that sense and you kind of build community. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how you kind of um, grow, you yes. know, because if somebody likes it, they're going to tell a family member yes. and it's going it's to start to grow yes. like that. So that's really good. Now... With that being said, um, when you guys talked about the concept, did you think about aesthetics? Like, is it going to look a certain way? What's it going to feel like in there when I walk in? What, what, what's oh my happen? God, I think that's all of us together. Yeah. <laughs> you will find every single piece of, of whatever has been installed or done up or thought. It has been so intensely thought through. Yes. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we've got... Uh, we we were I, I wouldn't really call it lucky to have time on our hands yeah, for that I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> because I would have liked yeah. it, you know uh, the place to Just have started yeah. yeah but the thing is because of all these obstacles as you mentioned uh, it gave us time to actually reanalyze stuff yeah. and work on it and then see uh, I also feel we we you know collectively I don't think we chase trends um, that's one thing we've never wanted to do mm-hmm. or want to do that's because everything is so personal to us and so intimate that um, it, it, it'll show in the design right and there have been cliches which we have thought of you know when you look at an Indian restaurant and then there have been you know certain maybe color palettes which you think of or there's certain design aesthetics um, the funny thing is that we the, the base has been that the food is so different the concept itself again is different because nor are we a fine dine, nor are we like super street. We are everything in between. Uh, we are giving everybody a wholesome experience. So why not have that element, you know, reflected in the design? And there is a little bit of everybody out here yeah. uh, in that space, which is amazing. I think that's it's really, yeah. really fun. We are super I can't excited. Wait to see that. <laughs> so that's another thing. Uh, as far as being patient and having to have this much time. Was there a point where you were like, I'm so glad we didn't move in this direction because we were able to, you know, do this now, you know what I'm saying? I think it was more like an upgrade. Upgrade, yeah. Yeah. So let's be honest, there were times when you were ready to throw in the towel, Mm. you know? Yeah. Let's just... Yeah, I can imagine. Mitch, let's just shut it down. Let's just... Let's just go to Italy on a small little... I'll go work in a bakery if I want to do something. Yeah, make, open a donut shop. Open a donut <laughs> something, shop. Something easy. <laughs> yeah. But I think um, I think by nature we are perseverant, very at least I am extremely perseverant. If I want something, I go for it. Yeah. I go for it. I mean, I moved, I don't know how many miles at mm. the age of 33 because I wanted to marry him. Mm-hmm. So... Let good choice, good choice. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> and, so, and you know, if I may uh, just chime in with, I think what Ash is trying to say is that uh, that's that's the, as Nikhil pointed out in the beginning, you know, food was obviously the driver, um, you know, why we kept persistent to the concept. But additionally is I think collectively we came up with an idea which we had not seen before, ever done for an Indian yes. restaurant. Um, and, and as far as, you know, she was also mentioning that this being a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I mean, if we had opened in downtown initially, I mean, we would have never been in Whittier. Because 
you know, we would have, you know how it is. Once yeah. you're in a restaurant, then you're kind of micro in the business and you're not. Yeah, once you're in, you're in. You're in. I mean, you're you're grinding, you're Mm -hmm. you're doing the day to day. I mean, you know, who has time to breathe at that point? Uh So in in that sense, I guess we were, I mean, superly lucky that the stuff in downtown didn't work out. (laughs) And having that office in uptown at the Nixon building and then, you know, just being part of Whittier as a community, as already a business owner, you know, it just felt like a very natural transition because Whittier is such a welcoming community. Mm-hmm. I mean, you walk down the street and everyone's saying hi to each other. You don't get that. Right. You don't get that we in wouldn't LA. Get that you don't get that no. in downtown. Yeah. You don't get that anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's such a unique community and a unique place. So it just felt right. And then, like I said, collectively, the idea we had was completely for a non-traditional Indian restaurant. I mean, for people who've been to Indian restaurants, it's like, you know, you walk in, you get greeted with the maroon tablecloths, mm-hmm. the buffet table on the side, you know, and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, but, that's, the know, that's the aesthetic. That's the aesthetic, and that's what it is. And we're like, you know what? We don't, we don't want to do that. And especially with what Poets Garden was doing next door. Um, and this also being part of the same building mm-hmm. and we you know share restrooms together I mean there's a lot of commonality and stuff like that between our spaces we're like you know let's do a non-traditional concept so this is where we're like okay let's break our concept up as well so people can walk around they kind of get a feel for different ideas and different flavors and different concepts within one restaurant like if you're walking around in the streets of mumbai and you go from one street stall to the next to the next and you kind of can try out different things so that was kind of what we wanted to do which is super non-traditional so you know here in this space like we have like a chai bar you know which uh is kind of new to Indian concepts. I mean, not a lot of people out there, you know, have chai bars and, and like an Indian bakery cafe. Um, along further along, where we have like a whole street food concept, where then you go into the restaurant and you're greeted with you know several street food options, and then we have our main kitchen, which will still bring out all the slow cooked curries, the dolls, um, you know, the butter chickens, all the you know the great dishes like that, the entrees. So. It's a variety of mixture of different concepts and foods all under one sort of roof, Emily. So what could we expect as far as, Chef, this is for you, um, what could we expect as far as, I mean, uh, are you going to have, you're going to have your traditional Indian dishes, but I read in the article as well that you're going to change it up all the time where it's not going to always be, you know, the same kind of thing on the menu all the time or is it going to change it up on the daily um, or how's that going to work so no uh it it, it i think the the article spoke about the change is that um you know a lot of people again when you think about indian cuisine uh first of all people don't get the diversity of indian cuisine sentiments like as to from where it comes from like maybe you will think about it being from the north or the south uh, but it's it's more to do with the name of the dish, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you look at India's diversity in the kind of food which they get, it is insanely large in a way that even if you move from one village in the same state to the other village, that same dish will taste different. Mm-hmm. So it is not even made traditionally in a way where, you know, and that's, that's more to do with the ingredients. 
So when you have a certain number of ingredients growing in a particular way, a place, they would grow in a particular way uh, in a different So it's going to taste different. It's going to taste different. So that's what I meant. Like, I'm, uh, here what we're trying to do is bring a lot of uh, introduction to regional cuisines uh, and at the same time keep some of the more, uh, you know, traditional kind of people relatable food, uh, which people are aware of. Uh, so we will have a mix of everything, but yes, I, I think like personally also and talking for both of them, we are consistently looking at new uh, kind of flavors to bring uh, as far as Indian food is concerned. Mm -hmm. So every time there is an experiment, I think we'll be doing a lot of these specials and, uh, you know, we'll be doing maybe weekend menus or, uh, you know, we do a monthly thing. Like right now we are doing this uh, Golden Quadrangle series, mm -hmm. uh, which is which we launch every month. Uh, one weekend only, uh, which is really bringing across micro cuisines from India and sharing it with uh, diners out here so they get something different. Mm -hmm. So this way, what, what happens is that everybody, uh, and you can focus and concentrate on one thing and talk about it, including the, the geographical element of it as to why it is made in a particular way and why is it so different. So people would think that, oh, this is a fish dish and this is a fish dish. And I'm familiar with that fish dish because it's on your menu, but there's a special which has come out. Now I'm curious to know what is so different about it, even though they look the same yellow, oranges and yeah. reds. Um, and then when they taste it and then, you know, they get more intrigued to know why and what is this that makes it so different. And I feel that sort of education is very important uh, for uh, the representation of Indian food. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean like by saying that we're going to be sharing all the knowledge about Indian food in the form of flavors and taste with people out there. And I think that's this this space gives us the opportunity to yeah. do that. So currently with the, 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 the setup in the Poet Gardens that you have, can people go up and, and order right there? Or, or is it something you have to do online first or all that? They have options of ordering online. Uh -huh. Our, um, our online ordering portal is open all week. Um, it's just we just uh, I just want to reiterate for our um, you know diners whether they are ordering sitting at Poet Garden or they are ordering from home that we are only there on Fridays from four to nine and from for Saturdays from twelve to nine. Okay, so, so the two days were is for yeah. pickup. It's for pickup okay. in case they want to pre-order. Okay, they can come pick up or they can walk up to us and uh, place an order for people who are just uh, walking in. Okay, so chef, you're cooking on Friday days. and Saturdays there on yes. site. All right, mm -hmm. cool. Nice. We are cooking out there. We were in fact uh, uh, even doing before that our prefix stuff. Uh, you know everything together. Uh, you know from mm -hmm. from the beginning. So. I think Poet Gardens has been a blessing in a yes. way. I think Chef Ricardo has really Yeah, it keeps, your, it keeps you kind of in the mix right now until you're yes. getting that concept going. And it's yes. almost like, yeah. um, I know Teddy's Red Tacos just opened up and he's still right. working on his site, mm -hmm. but he's got his truck and he's yeah. selling out of the truck. So yes. you guys have that option now to kind yes. of like let people know who you are leading up to your restaurant. So yes. it's kind of nice. And that's exactly what I think what Ash was saying earlier. Um, you know, if the restaurant was already open, you would be in, in the back. I mean, not being able to interact, you know, we'd be busy doing stuff. But here, it really gives... It, it feels bilaterally, intimate. It feels yeah, intimate. intimate and bilaterally gives us to get to know our clients and patrons and the patrons getting to know us yeah. and our flavors. And even as you mentioned, I mean, 
um, you've not had Indian food. We've come across so many patrons that have never tried Indian food. And, you know, I mean, there is a slight hesitancy or uh, maybe a preconceived notion, but, you know, we're able to kind of hold their hand and kind of walk through yeah, the process yeah, yeah. and explain and do this and do that and understand their palate and, you know, the flavors and recommend dishes. And then now we've got people literally coming every weekend <laughs> and ordering. Yeah. I mean, every single weekend. And then I look at Ashwini and Nikhil saying, I'm Indian, and even I don't eat Indian food every, every day, every weekend. It's crazy. They're loving right? it. Like, they're loving it, which is, which is so great because, I mean, we're able to, you know, kind of have these experiences. So do you feel bad that you're getting people this hooked on your food? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think yeah, we, we notice yeah. another thing is that these people, uh, whoever are, like a lot of them who are ordering together, like every weekend almost, they're ordering the same thing. And we try and tell them that, okay, you know, I think we should try something new. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you know, we, we're, you, they're going to kindergarten yeah. and then now they're going to they're graduate <laughs> yes. soon and start yes. the other, try the other stuff. So that's okay. So, okay, great. So we got the, uh, we got the how, the why, the where, and now it's the when. When are we going to open up? When, when is the restaurant plans to kind of... So... Ballpark. ballpark. Yeah, ballpark. I would say um, summer, I think July sometime. Okay. Uh, off, you know, just... As a approximate, I mean, um, you know, we we certainly have had um, our challenges, but you know, we've hung in there and um, you've come this yeah, far. We've come this far, exactly. <laughs> and, and honestly, I think I would say we're about a good seventy percent, seventy five percent done. Okay. Meaning all the big stuff, like all the infrastructure stuff that you know, because we basically the important in, stuff. Yeah, because yeah. we walked into literally four Bear walls. Shit. Yeah, uh, there were no utilities in there really. I mean, there was nothing. It was just four walls. So. We are building ground up completely. We had to bring in, you know, all the utilities. I mean, just everything, build the whole infrastructure. So, yeah. um, and it, at Nixon, as wonderful of a building as it is, and historical and a landmark, but it's an old building. Yeah, it so wasn't equipped for this kind it, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it wasn't equipped yeah. for this stuff. Um, the loads that would come with this, you know, I mean, again, Ricardo and Poets Garden and WBC went through a very similar process. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, just having to upgrade a lot of that stuff took a lot of time. And, uh, you know, but we're there and then now we're sort of just completing some of the aesthetics. Um, so I think we can we can sort of uh, make a good dash here to the finish line. Yeah, I mean, one of the that's one of the things that intrigues me about about the restaurant and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. I mean, we had lunch a few months ago. Yes. And that was really good to, that you reached out and we, we you know spent some time together. But just hearing this whole journey and hearing about how hard you've worked to get here, you know, it's I think the Whittier community is going to embrace that. And, and they're already embracing yeah, us. embracing yeah. you know, yes. and just you know I mean hearing about the, the, the restaurant and how much work you're putting into it you know just you know we're gonna have to go there and just support you just on that on that fact yeah, and then we're gonna get the great food from the yes, chef yes. it's gonna bring that's the there. bonus right like, yeah, the bonus. <laughs> so yeah um, I'm really looking forward to it so tell me how we can find you guys are you on Instagram do you have a website what's going on yeah, we do have a website. It's uh, www.imlieats.com. Okay. We do send out a newsletter almost every two weeks now. Oh, nice. Uh, especially when we're doing specials. So we do encourage people to sign up on that because mm -hmm. that's how they also get to learn because we do land up giving a lot of information, information. out as to oh. where 
the uh, the basis of the food is from and uh, the and origin you know, of the food yeah the, the origin everything uh-huh. like the kind of spices you're using or whatever uh, and we do have an Instagram page which is super active okay. uh, it's at Imli Eats mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I think these are the two spots which you can actually you know see like what's see going what's on. going yeah. on, yeah. on see the development Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, the other thing I was going to ask: hiring? Are you guys hiring? Do you need help? Are you guys got that covered right now? You're not at that stage yet. No, no, we definitely are, and we yeah. are hiring. Um, luckily, we have a little bit of help okay. already. Um, um, you know, a wonderful person that's already on board nice. with the Emily team. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, we definitely you know need uh, more people. So keep on the check out the Instagram if yes, somebody's interested in helping Instagram, you guys out. And then they can definitely you know get in touch with us through there. Okay. And, uh, good luck to them. Well, thank you guys. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I only have one stomach, so it's hard for me to eat everything, <laughs> get out there and try everybody's food. But I'm definitely going to make it a point to get out there and, and sit down and try your food and uh, give you my take on it. You guys can really you appreciate know, take that, me right? to school on the Indian food, yes. and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So thank you guys. Appreciate right, it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so I really appreciate it. All right, guys. All right. Thanks. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Emily Whittier's first Indian food restaurant right here in Whittier, California. And um, I was talking to them after the interview ended. And it's just it's exciting. You know, it's just basically take whatever preconceived notions that you have of Indian food and just throw it out the window and start from scratch because they're going to educate us. They're going to tell you what you're eating. They're going to tell you where it originated from. And uh, just give us an array of spices and flavors. And it's just, it just sounds really, really good. I'm looking forward to it. Like I've said, I, I've never uh, tried Indian food, I don't think. I think my mom makes a really great chicken curry. But um, I have a feeling this is going to be a lot different than that. Even though I love my mom's chicken curry, don't get me wrong. But this is going to be um, an elevated experience that I'm really looking forward to. So hopefully in July... Uh, we will get news of the restaurant opening full capacity or full bore, and that's going to be a lot of fun. They will uh, have um, a full bar, for what they said. They're going to have a full bar, and there's some exciting news regarding that bar that we'll get to a little later when we get a little bit closer. But, you know, all of the things that are happening in that space uh, sound really, really good. So I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And uh, I want to thank Ash, Nikhil, and Nish for coming down and being part of the My Whittier podcast. I really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. All of this food talk has me thinking about the uh, food I ate last week. I wanted to mention that real quick. I went over to uh, Mongolian Hot Grill in South Whittier. 11517 Carmenita Road 90605 and um, apparently this place has been open for like four or five years I had no clue and it's a family run and um, small biz and it's really really good you basically pick whatever meat you want they have uh, chicken beef pork and you can just pick your meat they put it in a bowl and then you pile your own veggies in you know, you take uh, as many, as much vegetables as you can and uh, pile it up in the bowl. Then you hand it over through a window and they put it on this big giant hot grill. 
and they include the uh, noodles and rice with the dish and just cook it all up for you and then plate it and it was absolutely amazing it was really really good I was a little like when I got in there I didn't really know what to do and they're not really great at telling you what to do which is not a big deal it's not a deal breaker I just I just didn't know how to operate but once you kind of get your bearings and make that happen uh, it was a really really good experience um, the food was dynamite and um, lots of people apparently knew about this place and I had no idea so uh, one of my uh, my Whittier followers on Facebook I believe let me or no Instagram uh, filled me in so I went down there and I was pleasantly surprised so you guys got to go over and check it out Mongolian hot grill in South Whittier do yourself a favor and check it out make sure you have a little bit of time it takes it takes some time and especially if there's uh, people in front of you but it's pretty good man if you want to check out my um, plate you can go to my YouTube channel and I did a little uh, shout out to Mongolian hot grill there and I also tried Teddy's Red Tacos for the first time the other day. I did a, a little uh, YouTube video on that as well, Teddy's Red Tacos. And I went there. I had two tacos just to kind of test it out. And um, I went up to the window, and I'm like, all right, give me uh, two carne asada, two pastor. And she's like, uh, we only do beef. We only do beef tacos. And I had no idea. I felt stupid. But um, beef birria is what they serve up and they serve it up very very well now i'm not used to beef tacos like this because i don't really eat birria but it was really really good i was pleasantly surprised the flavor profile is absolutely amazing the uh tortillas that they're serving them on are red they dip it in the enchilada sauce and then they put the the beef in there and i got the consomme with that and uh, it all worked for me man i mean i didn't have a whole lot of it and I was kind of bummed out because I could have used another couple of tacos and maybe a quesadilla. But um, I was I was into it. I am definitely going to go back. Um, the majority of you, actually, that have been there really like the food. Um, some of you um, don't really care for it, and that's okay. You know, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Not everything is a home run. Not everything is great for everybody, and that's okay. That was, that's what makes the world go around. But, um, you know, they're getting their legs. They're working on the restaurant, the inside, you know, the old Schnitzel building. And then they're going to uh, move away from the food truck and then get that going. So I think it's good. I think they're doing a great job. I mean, every night or every other night, uh, they power wash that whole area down, which is really nice because there's some restaurants here that, you know our chain restaurants that don't even do that you walk by and the patios are a mess and everything and these guys are washing their area down every other day they're serving up really really good food and they're trying their hardest i know some of you um, were bummed out because it took a really long time or they got your order wrong and stuff like that that happens they're working the kinks out but i as far as the food is concerned i was really happy with what i had and i'm definitely going to go back and try more options on the menu and just get into some of those tacos 13317 Whittier Boulevard the old Wiener Schnitzel building and that is uh, right there on Whittier Boulevard and Painter Teddy's Red Tacos guys go down there try it out let me know what you think 
Well, there you have it, guys. Another My Whittier podcast episode in the books. If you're still with me right now, I really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate it. I have some more guests lined up, as I mentioned, and you're not going to want to miss it. Make sure and keep checking back with the My Whittier podcast because it is getting really, really good. If you have someone you think I'd be interested in talking to, make sure and contact me. You can uh, message me on any one of my platforms and you can also email me, me at mywhittier.com. I'd be happy to hear from you. And uh, until next time, guys, make sure and eat, shop, and live in Whittier, California. Enjoy your three-day weekend. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. I will catch up with you soon. And remember, guys, be kind to one another. I'll talk to you real soon. Take care.